0: A River to Cross, chapter 42. God is love. Quote, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. The message here is clear. Love is the very essence of what God is. Theologian Adam Clark put it so well when he said, It has been well observed that although God is holy, just, righteous, and so forth, he is never called holiness, justice, and so forth in the abstract as he is here called love. This seems to be the essence of the divine nature and all other attributes to be only modifications of this. Love is a challenging word in English because we use the one word to express how we feel about food, cars, favorite sports teams, people, and God. In the New Testament, there are four distinct Greek words for love, each referring to different types of love. The word referenced above in 1 John 4, 8, God is love, is the word agape. Agape is love, affectionate regard, goodwill, benevolence. With reference to God's love, it is God's willful direction toward man. It involves God doing what he knows is best for man and not necessarily what man desires. For example, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world that he gave. What did he give? Not what man wanted, but what God knew man needed. In other words, his son to bring forgiveness to man. When God agapes us, it means he is doing that which is the very best for us. What God seeks is better than anything else we could ever find or do on our own. The only way we miss the very best in life is if we miss God because God always comes with our best as he agapes us, loves us. When God speaks of love, it has nothing to do with emotion. God is referring to his intentional and purposeful will of bringing us what is best for us. God's love is seen in both who he is and what he does. Nowhere is this more obvious than in this familiar verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. God's love for us is us getting the very best he has for us. Knowing God's love is best, and trusting God in his love are essential for our spiritual growth. Receive and rest on this truth. In every way, at all times, God expresses himself in love to us. Love is such a pervasive and intrinsic aspect of who God is and all he does. It is imperative we understand these very pointed statements about God's love and our responsibility in responding to his love. And anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love, 1 John 4, 8. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him, John three sixteen seventeen. 17. 1 John chapter four verses 10 through 12. God is love and He calls us into a love relationship with Him. God calls you and me to love. Jesus expressed the centrality of love in the life of a Christian during his conversation with an expert in the religious law. Teacher which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses, Jesus replied. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Matthew 22, through 40. The call to love is powerful and should penetrate and permeate every aspect of a Christian's life. There's no way to avoid God's call to love him by obeying his command to love others. Quote, "If you love me, you will keep my commandments." John 14:15. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. 1 John four twenty 20-21 God is love, we are not. Following God's lead here is not our natural human response to life, and people. We do not know how to agape with our flesh. This is why Jesus told Nicodemus we must be born again, not of the flesh, but of the spirit. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. If a person's life is characterized by love, we can know for sure it is the presence of the Holy Spirit who accomplishes in us that which God has called us to. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 17. Daily living out the love God calls us to is an act of the Holy Spirit in us. Even though we are new creatures, we are still residing in our earthly bodies, which we call flesh, and our flesh is at war with the Spirit in us. In order to live a life of love, we have to live by the Spirit, not by the flesh." But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. The Holy Spirit in us is God in us, and God is love. For us to live out the love of God, we have to be obedient to the Spirit of God. How does God's love change who we are and how we live? in everything and in every way. One way is this, how should we respond to mistreatment by others? God is love and God is in control, so whatever happens in our lives happens through the filter of God's love. When someone steps on our toes or confronts us head on, we have to, in the spirit, acknowledge that God is love and respond accordingly. I have to do some serious self-talking which goes something like this. I want to give him a piece of my mind for what he said to me. But I know God is love, so what must I do? Let me walk through this truth about God. God is God. God is sovereign. That is, he has ultimate control and say so over life. God is love. Whatever happens in my life is caused or allowed by God. The events of my life are an expression of God's love. I can rejoice in the Lord in what is happening. Yes, even when it hurts, I can rejoice in the Lord because he is allowing this for his good purposes. So I can't give him a piece of my mind. Instead, I have to agape him as God agapes me. Because God loves me, he allows things to happen in my life that will, regardless of how they feel at the moment, work for my ultimate good and God's ultimate glory. So I can know God is doing good stuff and I can rejoice even in the midst of a problem. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Romans chapter 8, verses 28, 29. God's ultimate purpose is that we become Christlike. Christ likeness happens in the crucible of false accusations and mistreatments, the daily fare Jesus dealt with. So no matter what is going on, we can say, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. The transformation from selfishness to Christ likeness happens in the storms of life. Knowing God loves us, knowing God desires the best for us, and knowing the storm clouds are a gift from God to take us from where we are to where we need to be allows us to embrace our suffering as a part of God's love. Paul recognized this and proclaimed the following as his great desire. Quote, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. End quote. Philippians 3 verses 10 and 11. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Philippians 3, verses 20 to 21. As we begin to understand God is love and what that means for our lives and the circumstances we face, We undergo a transformation process that radically changes how we respond to life. James clearly proclaimed our new way of responding to life and all of its challenges. Quote, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, New Living Translation. The events of our lives are an expression of God's love. The love of God does not seek our approval, but our transformation, our ultimate happiness. In this very hour, I find myself battling what seemed to me to be false personal attacks. Let me translate that. God is trying to grow me up, but my pride is getting in the way. Pride is the very thing that has to depart for us to live a life in love. The love God has called us to by his acts of love in and toward us is a life of humility. We have to learn to trust God with all our heart. We have to know God and live our lives with a clear knowledge that God is love and what he permits into our lives is an expression of his love. God is love and the events of life are overlaid on and interlaced with God's love. Our growing awareness that life is acted out on the canvas of God's love gives us a completely new perspective about our daily challenges. When we wake up with a growing awareness of God's agape love seeking the very best for us, we experience a transformational shift in how we live. One of the most amazing biblical examples of this principle is found in the story of Joseph. Joseph, the son of Jacob, was sold into slavery by his older brothers. He was falsely accused of attempted rape and thrown into prison. He provided great help to some powerful men who then promptly forgot about Joseph and left him in prison for years. Then suddenly Joseph was let out of prison and became prime minister over all of Egypt. Later his brothers came to him for food. When they realized the person who was in charge over all of Egypt was the very brother they had sold into slavery, they were terrified. Joseph simply said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Genesis chapter 50 verses 19 through 20. God is love, not that we loved him, but that he loved us and gave his son for us. God's love, the essence of who he is, provides comfort no matter what challenges and difficulties we encounter on our daily journey through life. We can and must always say, I know God is love, he loves me, all is well, no matter what. Let's pray this prayer of recognition and thanksgiving for God's love. Heavenly Father, you are love and we rest in your love today. Father, no matter what anyone else says, no matter how anyone else feels about us or toward us, you love us. Love is who you are. Thank you that your love does not come and go, but is constant. Your love is unchanging and your love will never be less than it is right now. There is nothing we can do to make you love us more because your love is perfect, full, and ever-present. Lord, help us to comprehend the vastness of your love for us in Christ. No matter what we are facing today, we can rest in your love, which is higher than our struggle, deeper than our hurt, wider than the attack we face, and longer than the problem we are wrestling with. God is love, and all of life changes when we know who you are. You are a good, good Father. You are perfect in all of your ways, especially in your love. We love you, Lord. Amen.